the newest podcast covering all aspects of the biodiesel, renewable diesel, and sustainable aviation fuel industries is here. From the experts at Clean Fuels Alliance America, it's the Better, Cleaner, Now podcast. Authentic conversations uncovering the dynamic benefits of clean renewable fuels. From enhanced performance and immediate cost savings to lower emissions, positive economic impact, and improved air quality. The benefits keep growing. Bringing you the insights that fuel progress, this is the Better, Cleaner, Now podcast with your host, Scott Tremaine. And welcome back. This week, Director of Communications Heather Buchter is joined by Senior Communications Manager Catherine Reed and Clean Fuels Supply Chain Liaison Paul Nazaro discussing bioheat, the United States heating oil market, Donnie Wahlberg, and more on this week's Better Cleaner Now podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi, Heather. Hi, guys. You know, we've seen a lot of each other over the past several months, haven't we? Clean Fuels recently announced actor and singer Donnie Wahlberg has teamed up with us on a campaign to raise awareness about bioheat fuel. We all worked really closely on this project and with Donnie. You especially, Paul, feel like you even dressed like him, perhaps, when we were filming that day. You did your research on him. I did a lot of research, correct. That's right. I think Catherine and I might actually go to the New Kids on the Block tour that's heading out this summer, too. I already have my T-shirt ordered. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, Paul, you were an excellent resource to educate Donnie because you've really laid the groundwork for BioHeat to take off in the Northeast. We'll get to why Donnie Wahlberg aligned with us for this campaign, but let's rewind to how the bioheat industry emerged. So it's always a good place to start, and I love telling the story. It started mainly because there was a need for change here in the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic region. Home heating oil was challenged on a lot of levels under um, attack by natural gas at the time. Um, And people perceived heating oil as dirty and prehistoric, linked to big oil, uh, undesirable. What they didn't really understand was the heating oil industry is comprised of family businesses, not major oil companies. It's really families keeping other families warm. And I think what they had to do is unravel their laundry basket and reposition themselves to show that they're united, almost like first responders. Police, fire, and heating oil supplies are the only ones that will come to see you at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. So there was a need for change. The fuels were evolving. And this is before policy took over. So at that time, I probably was four or five years in representing clean fuels. And um, I asked permission of the board to move away from B5 and school buses, which is a directive we were doing back then. And I said, let's see if it's as good as it is for diesel fuel. Why can't it be as good for home heating oil to increase the quality of the heating oil? That's basically how it started. It was a germ in my head or a a bean in my head (laughs) saying, I think we can plant this and grow it into something special. And it was a significant market for sure. And the Nebraska Soybean Board really had a role in helping with the research. Exclamation point. (laughs) Yep. Um, That group clearly understood what they were investing in. We flew out several of the state leaders here in the Northeast to meet with them on the farm, walking through the soybean fields, Greg Anderson, Vic Lebonowski, and others. And it became clear at the time, they asked a lot of great questions. But when they found out that really what they were going to do is help revitalize and bring a, an industry to its own renaissance, 
They were bringing families that are impacted by the same things they are in the agricultural side, weather. So, you know, a warm season here in New England is pretty bad stuff, right? You need cold like it is today, 19 degrees here in, in, in Boston. So it's a great heating oil season. So they realized they were helping families and they were helping revitalize an industry. And I think that's uh, what turned Nebraska into a major bioheat cheerleader. And I think that's what's interesting about the home heating oil market is that it's not major corporations running the show. It's family businesses that have been passed down for generations who understand what the customer is going through. And Paul, you obviously have more insight living in Boston. Explain to our listeners the value of the trust that comes from getting the fuel from these family-owned operations. Well, I mean, I don't even know where to start the value because today, generationally, we're a fast-paced world. We drop library books off outside the library. Really, do we walk in. Everything's fast food, fast this, fast everything. Heating oil industry, in some way, remains a thing of the past from the level of service we give. When the phone rings looking for service, there's no excuses made. They deliver. And I think that's something that will never change. The fuels have changed. They've gone to lower sulfurs. Now we're going to low carbon liquid fuels. Ultimately, you know, bioheat will be the predominant home heating oil source here. I just feel as though some things have to change, some things don't. What's not going to change here is the commitment to the consumer. Highly missed in a lot of products being transacted, whether it's for children, uh, teenagers, or adults. Um, service is of epic attention given to that category itself is service. And I think that that's something that Donnie, it really resonated with him. Um, homeowners having that close relationship with their heating oil dealers. And Donnie really connected with that growing up in Dorchester, Massachusetts. When I started to learn about bioheat um, and learned that those oil trucks that used to drive up to my house and put home heating oil into the house, those trucks could provide bioheat to the home like the one I grew up in. It immediately became important to me to go back to my roots, to just spread the word. That's what I enjoyed the most about working with Donnie, aside from my childhood obsession with new kids on the block, <laughs> that he had a genuine curiosity about BioHeat and how it's a tangible way for the everyday person to start supporting local businesses while making an impact on the environment. I think that's what makes him the perfect spokesperson for BioHeat. Yeah, that light bulb really went off with them, and he really had that aha moment. He really did. Wait a minute. There's a fuel source out there that is cleaner, that's more efficient, that doesn't change anything about the way I heat my home, that I can heat my home with right now, and I can make the environment cleaner and give off lower emissions. Vegetable oil and... and animal fat you can turn that into fuel to heat your home really that's that was mind-blowing to me i didn't realize that i think a lot of people don't realize that and he made a key point there because all you have to do is ask for it and paul you don't have to make any modifications to use bioheat that is correct it's a ready-to-go fuel in all the te technical work that we've done over the past decade and a half um confirmed all that that we can basically pour it in and just decarbonize immediately. But what I heard in that last um, Donnie remark, the curiosity and the enthusiasm was genuine, almost like he was opening up his uh, first guitar or baseball bat at Christmas time. He really got underneath the hood of this product. He just didn't adopt it to be a spokesperson for it because he had to. 
I found them to be very, you know, calculating and understanding the product. The time I spent with them, his curiosity had no uh, bumper bumpers on it. He was asking questions that I didn't even think he would even dig down and, and, and pull out there. But, you know, at the end of the day, being a spokesperson has a lot of responsibility to it. And I think Clean Fuels clearly made the right choice bringing him in to help us. Because one thing I will say about the heating oil industry, aside from its first responder mentality, there's over 5 million homes that use home heating oil. That's a lot of people to convince that this is the right pathway to follow. And I believe when you bring in someone like Donnie Wahlberg, a spokesperson that first and foremost believes in what he's speaking to, I think that is going to resonate with these 5 million families once they hear or stumble on some of his communique. Now, there's thousands of fuel dealers out there trying to tell the story, but sometimes you're too close to it. And um, bringing an outsider inside and having them tell our story actually has a lot of benefit. But I'm telling you at the end of the day, you've heard me say this too many times, authenticity is what positions this product for success. Authentic delivery. Absolutely. And and we really got to witness that firsthand on the day we were in Boston filming with him in his childhood neighborhood, walking around the streets, walking down memory lane. I mean, he said everyone in the house, which included nine kids, two dogs, a cat, his grandma in the basement, plus two parents. And, you know, he, he can fondly remember what it took to heat his home, his childhood home. And he remembered the, the dealer coming up and actually filling his house with home heating oil. So he does have this personal connection. And um, it really made an impact on me too, just seeing how much he has invested, not only with just being our spokesperson, but as an individual and wanting to do better and recognizing that this is part of the solution for that. And I think we all see the value in having energy diversity. It creates choice for the consumer. And nowadays, having a choice is important because people are really caring about the way they're living their lives. They're paying more attention. So having that choice is key. Having choices, in my humble opinion, of paramount importance here. Often we're just dictated on what we're going to do in our homes. It's funny going back to that element when he crossed over the lawn and pointed down to the fill location. Let me tell you why that's very important. Not many people even know where the oil goes, even the people that live in the Northeast. They just wait to get warm. But if you could put your feet in my shoes on that day watching him go there, I remember two fuel oil deals. What was missing there was the six-foot snowbanks. He mentioned that about the Nor'easters. But climbing over, these people, these gentlemen climb over six-foot snowbanks at times on icy conditions, 9 and 10 degrees Fahrenheit, to put the fuel oil in those tanks. We take uh, that for granted. But I think where the love affair comes between the consumer and their fuel dealer is when that tank gets low and that Norris is coming and that truck drives up that hill, he gets off that truck and loads that oil in there. <sighs> Thank God. And he resonated it. Again, it's just, it was unbelievable watching this and his appreciation. Again, they're also family business people, so they understand that's his connection. You know, he has family businesses that him and his brothers are involved with. And he understands the value of that small family business model, which makes the bioheat story that much, much better. But freedom of choices, you know, people have choices. Bioheat's not the only choice to heat a home. We know that. But if told that you're going to go in this direction, when you really think, well, I have all the equipment to currently use what I have, why would I want to move in that direction when I have decarbonization power right under my feet? 
that's why energy diversity is critical. And that's why Donnie, you know, he understood. That's probably one of the more, I guess, important factors of what bioheat is all about. Freedom of choice. Yeah. Consumer choice. The consumer ends up driving the prices. And that's really the American way. And this is an American fuel made by American soybean farmers. You're listening to the Better Cleaner Now podcast. Now I'm Heather Buchter back with Catherine Reed and Paul Nazaro speaking about our BioHeat campaign with Donnie Wahlberg. More interviews and videos with Donnie will be rolling out over the next couple of months. Catherine, you also manage our social media accounts. Explain how this campaign will work. Sure. So we created several assets when we were filming Donnie and especially working with the states in partnership, um, you know, with NORA, the National Oil Heat Research Alliance. We're going to be sharing these messages throughout the Northeast. And so people will be seeing them first on Donnie's platforms, on his Instagram, through his stories and reels. And then we'll be sharing that message through all of our platforms and also through some paid media. So we're excited to get those rolling and um, spread the word about BioHeat. And I think, you know, having the states on board to amplify that message is just they're the ones living this every day. So having the message come from them is really important. And then having the association that represents these fuels backing that message, I think, really adds value to the whole process. So I think um, this project is a great way to kick off, you know, the the whole awareness as, as choices are changing and people are maybe scared to take that next step. This will encourage them to go in the right direction. Yeah, it's really a tangible way to take action now. And you can do that too by just going to Google, type in mybioheat.com. You'll find BioHeat Buddy, and there's an actual live person behind BioHeat Buddy. That's you, Paul. Yes, it is. I'm anxious to answer the questions. And I know when you push the button on his first release, within like 15 minutes, I had 37 people to connect with. And um, they were asking, how do I do this? And the first thing they have to do is reach out to their current home comfort provider and just ask them, am I getting BioHeat? They may be getting it and not even knowing it. And if not, why not? And now I want it. So that's that's the way this rolls, you know. He'll kick the tires and I'll change the tires <laughs> when the calls come in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team effort, right? Team effort, right. Yeah. And um, while we've got you here too, because I'm, I'm not sure what the most common questions are that you're getting or if it's just general curiosity, but I think this is important. What is the impact of bioheat on emission reductions and equipment performance? So biodiesel the key component of manufacturing bioheat is uh, ultra-low sulfur. It's less than 15 ppm sulfur. We're not going to get technical like Bill Nye, the science guy here, but the lower the sulfur in the fuel, the cleaner it's going to combust. And the cleaner it combusts inside a, a boiler, uh, you don't want any particulate matter grow, you know, cramping its style. You got to keep it clean. The cleaner it is, the homeowner is going to use less oil to provide home comfort for themselves. So biodiesel is virtually sulfur-free. So if you marry biodiesel with an ultra-low sulfur heating oil, which is the entry-level way to bioheat, we, we go to B5, 10, 15, and 20 by percentage, the cleaner it burns. So efficiency matters. And so a keeping a heat exchanger, which transfers the heat to the home level, if you're keeping it clean, then that's the way to go. In, in the earlier days, is back 10, 15 years ago, it was very high sulfur. And it was really ravaging those heat exchanges. And that's one of the reasons why heating oil was getting a bad rap. 
So the industry took initiative. They went to a lower sulfur fuel. They went from 1,000 ppm to 500 ppm to 15 ppm. And now the perfect dance partners is biodiesel and heating oil. So that's one aspect of it. But the fact that they can put it into the tank without many, making any modifications to achieve its benefits is a miracle. <laughs> Not a miracle that it's happening. It's a miracle that no other product can figure this out. There is no transition costs. Some fuels cost a lot of money to retrofit a home to go in another direction. And I think that's big, especially in these economic times. People have to make decisions between groceries and energy costs on powering their vehicles to go to get the groceries. I mean, imagine being burdened with having to prepare your home to burn a fuel that's going to decarbonize your footprint. So I think one of the things I'm seeing here, people want to know right out of the box, how does this help me? You know, we all want to help. And I think Donnie referenced this too. Before we worry about taking care of the planet, take care of our singular source, our home, our neighborhood, our community, our state, and go on from there. And I think a lot of times people don't want to do this because they think it's an, a major encounter of the third kind. It has to start at home. So it's a choice. So those are the questions I've been getting. How do I start? What will be the benefits? And again, do I really just ask for it? I, I don't think that's believable. I think that's they're still second guessing Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg saying, is this guy crazy? Can I really decarbonize by just well, asking? It just seems so simple. It is. <laughs> it, and it, and that, there's no simple. catch. It is that simple. <laughs> it is that simple. It is. And Paul, I want to go back to something, you know, you talk about the quality and that's one of the benefits of having this partnership between you and the Northeast and us here at Clean Fuels Alliance America is that we have our technical team, you know, an entire technical team that is constantly in touch with ASTM and other national organizations that are setting, setting the standards for these fuels that are being put into people's homes. And so there's reassurance that comes from that, knowing that these fuels are constantly being tested and the standards are constantly being updated to provide the best quality fuel possible. So I think, you know, having this relationship Again, it's it's just like the family-run businesses. It's almost like a family. It's like a marriage. There's, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, there's a give and there's a take. And and when we're all giving it our hundred percent all the time, you're going to get the best product. So I I enjoy having that reassurance, knowing that when I'm out there talking about these products, I'm not just saying it because that's what I've heard. I'm saying it because there's actual hard data and research that backs that up. Well, I'll just convert that back to you know you're in Missouri. I'm in Massachusetts. We used to be Super Bowl champions. You're about to become them again, I guess, out in Kansas City. <laughs> Go but Chiefs. I'll, yeah, right, the Chiefs. You know, I like to compare our team, not just clean fuels, but it's collaboration with the National Oil Heat Research Alliance. I mean, you talk about a deep bench. We're both offensively and defensively strong. And so as we enter, you know, the journey to the Super Bowl, that's where I feel we are right now. Having Wahlberg on this team has supercharge our communication side. I think it's empowering a lot of people that were nervous about communicating. You know, not everybody, you know, these fuel deals, I should say this, they're family businesses and committed, but they're not like really marketing people. They're not out there like, they're not, they're not salespeople per se. They're service providers. So one, one person asks, why do you need a spokesperson? Why can't they just tell us about this product? That's a great question. I don't have the answer, but not everybody's comfortable touting what they offer. They're just used to going, picking it up and dropping it off and billing and collecting. So that's the that's the interesting part and of that's it. That's the way our world is working now. You know, people are 
following influencers. People are paying attention. You have to reach people where they are. Exactly. Right. And we live in such a digital age that, you know, exploring different marketing avenues like this is key if you want to maximize your awareness. Especially when they believe in it, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Paul, any final thoughts? I'm just looking forward to seeing this thing unfold over the next six months. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of positive trajectory. I think, um, you know, and for this to be truly successful, and you've heard me say this before, we're going to need the cooperation of everybody in the supply chain to help here. Donnie releases his messages. They're great messages, but it's going to take the rest of the squad to bring the message directly to the consumer. Not everybody's going to be, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. So as I've said to my Stewards to change up here. Be prepared because we're being led into a communication vacuum now and we're all going to have to come in and do our part. And, you know, you, you bring up a good point about doing our part, too, because this doesn't just affect the Northeast. I mean, I grew up in Arkansas, living in Missouri now, and I didn't even really know what home heating oil was. That just wasn't something that we used growing up. But it plays a significant role in rural communities as well. Yes, it does. Because of the farmers who are supplying it. You want to touch on that for us? Sure. Well, I could just focus on, well, the farm is the farm, right? I mean, they're feeding America. They're powering their equipment with biodiesel. And then they move the product to market in diesel-powered vehicles, biodiesel. And then from there, it goes to a consumer. They go into the store in a vehicle. It could be a truck. Could be a gasoline vehicle car, but the bottom line, the entire supply chain is impacted positively by the utilizations of low carbon liquid fuels. Once again, everyone's doing their piece. But for the agricultural side, they grow it, they use it. They should. Uh, Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association, they had an interesting program uh, and they went to the farm machinery show, I think, just several months back. And they had a line from here to the front door. Thousands of people they touched in three days. They didn't even know about it. And yet in Kentucky, they actually have several companies that actually market bioheat, believe it or not. The epicenter of heating oil is where I reside, New England and the Mid-Atlantic. 4 billion gallons, 22 states, 3.2 billion where I live. So this is why we focus so much in this market, because you have to get the message out in the concentration. Seattle, Missouri, you know, you use propane bottle gas. Diversity's king, though. We'll go back to the diversity story because just basic math 60 billion gallons of diesel fuel, heating oil, diesel fuel is used nationwide. And when you look at our position, somewhere between, call it 6 to 15 billion gallons, you're going to need more than just us. So there's, there's a place for everybody at the future energy, energy table, and we need it all. We can't dis- – it's not either or. It's all the above. And I think that's a message that we want to make sure. We're not trying to control the planet here. We're trying to take our position and – Take care of the people that rely on low-carbon liquid fuels. Well said. Well, be sure to follow Clean Fuels Alliance America on social media and YouTube and learn more about BioHeat at mybioheat.com. A special thanks to U.S. Soy for supporting the BioHeat campaign with Donnie Wahlberg. And thank you both for being with us on the podcast today. Thank you for having us, Heather. Thank you. Have a great day. And thank you for listening. We will leave you with some final thoughts from Donnie Wahlberg. Listen, we have an opportunity to make real change here. Start small, but start somewhere. I'm not saying we all have to do it overnight, but I am saying it is that simple. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. 
To catch all the latest from Clean Fuels Alliance America, follow us at cleanfuels.org. The Better, Cleaner, Now podcast is a production of Clean Fuels Alliance America. That's all for us. Now it's your turn to be better, cleaner, now.